What is going on, beautiful people? I hope that wherever you are, that you're doing amazing, sending you a big hug through the airwaves. We have a short episode for you today for the first time ever. Uh, I'll see what I can do about bringing short ones. But this is an interview with Hari Nam Singh Khalsa that I did at the Parliament of World Religions in Toronto. Um, he is of the Sikh faith. He's very well known in the Sikh community. So we talk a little bit about religion, the Sikh faith, God and their beliefs. So if you're ever if you're ever curious in the Sikh faith, um, definitely check it out. Um, it's a short interview so enjoy it if you want to support the show just take a screenshot share episodes tag me on social media all of that helps um the best thing you could do is an act of kindness um patreon really helps too go to patreon.com forward slash matt belair and um thank you so much heidi hay all the way from sweden uh she's amazing so thank you so much for chipping in and supporting there it really does go a long way uh make sure to go over to mattbelair.com sign up for the email list you can get free lucid dreaming if you go uh, forward slash lucid dreaming i've been doing Doing more heart journey hypnosis journeys and basically that's activating your heart's intelligence to uh, create a life vision a life purpose a life direction um, so I've been doing more of those if you're interested in that and some coaching just go to mattbelair.com forward slash coaching and I will happily help you out and this show is brought to you by my new partner Himalaya uh, the podcast world is growing bigger every day and Himalaya wants to help you navigate it Himalaya is a brand new podcast app where you can find every single podcast you love and some future faves whether you're a podcaster or a fan, Himalaya has got your back. Discover personally curated playlists and show your favorite podcasters some love with the Himalaya's tip jar. It's free, it's the easiest to use, and we're adding cool new features every day. Go to your app store, download Himalaya, that's H-I-M-A-L-A-Y-A, and don't forget to follow the Master Mind, Body, and Spirit show once you're there. So have an amazing day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I know you're going to enjoy it, and uh, let's just get right into it, um, but before we do, uh, let's take in a deep breath in through our nose. Hold that breath, just coming to a peace and coherence now. And just letting the breath out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day, just feeling totally connected, confident, peaceful, and at ease. So there we go. Let's get into this amazing episode, learning about the Sikh faith with Hari Nam Singh Khalsa. Ready? Absolutely. All right. So I am here with Bai Hari Nam Singh Khalsa, which I used um, your name tag to help me. And you are a... One of the leaders of the Sikh faith here at the Toronto Parliament of World Religions, or a representative? A representative of the Sikh faith, and um, I am known worldwide in the work that I do in education and counseling within the Sikh faith and, and outside the Sikh faith. Amazing. And so we had a brief discussion, and I didn't know very much about the Sikh mm. faith, and uh, but I... I knew some people in it and they were very kind and I felt like whatever philosophy or ideology was was present there was good and it resonated with me and I learned a little bit more and I'm, I'm glad I did so can you share a little bit of, about what the Sikh faith is where it comes from um, and a little bit of information I guess well the Sikh faith was founded uh, in the 15th century right around the late 1400s by a man named Guru Nanak and uh, he was an extraordinary person but he had a belief he was born into Hindu and at that time there were Hindu, there were, there were Mughals, Muslims and that. And he sort of took a look and said, well, you know, why, is, why do you only bow at this time? You know, why do you only bow this way? Why is there many different castes? Uh, he really just wanted to create a, a, a way of understanding that all people were one, that there was one God. So he said, ek that there's one God, and that one God is the same for everyone. 
So if that if we can see as humans and look at others and see that, that we're all created from one creator who created this creation. Maybe you're of this faith and somebody's that belief and somebody's that preference, but that we're all similar, that we're all created by the same creator. So his basic teaching and teaching was about the oneness of humanity, that all people, regardless of caste, of color, of creed, of faith, of religion, of belief, of preference, that everyone is created equal. And he used to just bring people together just to chant together, just chant the name of God and be together as, as congregation, we call that Sangha. And he traveled all over, he, went, he was from northern India, which is now Pakistan, but he walked everywhere. He went to Mecca, he went to Rome, there's how he got to all these places we don't know. But he touched millions and millions of people with a very simple message of truth, of honesty, and the oneness of all humanity. That's beautiful. And you're saying that there's three, what's maybe not elements, but tiers of... Well, what we call saves, three, three of the pillars, there's several pillars within the secret, but three of them we call seva, simran, simran, and sangat. So seva means service. So you can see here at the parliament we're feeding up to seven to 8,000 people per day are enjoying, and we have all the temples have coordinated together to prepare food every day and bring the food here to serve. And you can see how everyone sits down on mats. There's no chairs for some of the elderly there is. But the concept of that we call lunger. So by sitting down, and, and that started in the Sikh tradition, there were 10 living gurus. By the third guru, Guru Amar Das, and he said, it doesn't matter who you are. You could be the king of a nation. You can be a pauper with nothing. Everybody sits together and everybody seats equal. Not one person is sitting higher than the other person, not one person is lower. Everyone is the same. So that whole concept of equality, of selfless service, so we say that that savor, that selfless service, that giving is a very much part. And then simran means meditation. To meditate, to vibrate within yourself, that, that sound current, remember the name of God, vibrate that. Because as you meditate, you know, I have a simple philosophy, either you meditate or you medicate, right? It's up to you, you know, you decide. So I started meditating 15 years ago, I began first meditating. So meditation is very much a part of the Sikh way of being, uh, to because as you meditate, the subconscious starts vibrating that rhythm, and that rhythm is a connection to that God. And then the third is Sangat. Sangat means congregation. The importance of being together. You know, we explain Sangat as not just as we should understand each other as community, but we should stand under each other as community. So that Sikh consciousness, consciousness is that, um, that to understand that we stand under and we help others. So Guru Nanak said simply that if you see the light that lives in the heart of every soul, every soul, so imagine if we see through these eyes that everyone we meet as we stand, not, I don't see there's only math here. I see what is math. Math is that whole vibration of a self, vibration of a being that has light in your heart and that light in your heart as it expands out and reaches and touches the heart of others. And if we can connect through the open heart of each other by seeing the light, you have your way of life, I may have my way of life, but we all do one thing in common and that's called freedom. <laughs> So we all breathe the same. So, you know, relax, rejoice, enjoy. This is a time when this darker age, this nonsense, craziness we're living in, 
it's a time that we have to reach out and we have to teach out and spread a message of peace and light and oneness and tolerance to humanity. And that was the way that the, 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 in the Sikh faith over that 15, between the 15th and 17th century, the leaders or the gurus of that faith stood for the human rights of all people and gave their lives for the human rights of all people. And that's really the signature of the Sikh, is to, that we'll give our life for another person who needs that help and support. And that's very much ingrained within us. So that our concept of service, the concept of meditation, so that we within ourselves maintain our balance and being together as community, because it takes a community to change the world. Yeah, that's beautiful. And uh, I just experienced, is it Lang Langer? Lunger. Lunger. Yes. yes, I just experienced that. So thank you very much. It was uh, beautiful and filling. And um, and once you get your plate, they keep going around and giving and you more food until, you until you're full. And so. we're full. We're total vegetarian. Yeah, delicious. Total vegetarian. Yeah, it was really good. So yeah. thank you for that. So I just want to ask you two more quick questions. Yes. Um, what is the sick view on... Uh, God and the afterlife. Is there a heaven and hell, or what happens after we die? In your no, we don't really believe like heaven and hell per se. You know, we say that you have a choice how you want to live your life. You can live a karmic life, which is tripping over your feet constantly, or you can live a dharmic life, which is to walk your spiritual path, which is your path of your righteousness. So the cycle of birth and death, we believe that if you can walk in this lifetime, be liberated while yet alive. Don't wait till you die before you're liberated. Why not be liberated now? And how do we get that liberation? By our devotion. So the understanding is that we can lead a devoted and honest and truthful life here, then we don't have to repeat that cycle of birth and death, that the soul carries forward into the thereafter, the hereafter, and evolves itself in whatever way the soul evolves. All right, excellent. So the last question I'll ask you is about your holy book, is if yes. you guys have a, a book that you read and you maybe recite from, or how do you use it? Right, so the Siddhi Guru Granth Sahib, so Siddhi, Siddhi means greatness, Guru is that which takes you from darkness to light, Granth is that, that knot that ties it together. The Guru Granth Sahib contains a vibration. So there were 10 living Gurus over that 200 year period. And the 10th Guru, Guru Gobind Singh Ji, said after him that the scriptures, were, which had started to be compiled, you could say, in the mid-16th century, and then sort of became the holy book around 17, the early 1700s. And it's treated as a living person. So, for example, it sits on an altar, but it's brought out in the morning and kind of woken up. We call it Prakash, awakening. And at the end of the day, we do some prayers and we wrap it up and sits in a bed. So it's treated as a living vibration and honored. So when you walk into a Sikh temple, you can have that choice if you wish to sort of bring your forehead to the floor, the presence of, of the scriptures. If you wish, you don't have to, but if you wish to. <clears throat> and it really is a, a sound vibration. So even if you don't understand the words, you can listen to it, close your eyes, listen to the sound, and the sound vibration itself will begin to, it's like a meditation. So it's all in, in a, uh, we say the science of nod, science of sound. And there we have musicians who will uh, play the different, we call shabads or different hymns. And then also there's certain prayers we read each day from the scriptures. 
we, there's as a morning prayer that we do, there's an afternoon prayer, which are written in the scriptures. Awesome, thank you. So I'm going to ask a bonus question yes. because I was just thinking about it. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so you, you can leave uh, the people with any kind of message that you want, you know, anything that you want to share about uh, Sikh or, or living a good life from your philosophy. But I was also curious with the way that the world is now, there's a lot of chaos. Yes. Um, if you could empower the world with a belief or an ideology or a way of life or, or something that would be implemented immediately, is there anything that you would offer humanity for us to grow and prosper in a sense of community and uh, collaboration and, you know, to try to end war and, you know, make the world a better place, essentially? Well, the first understanding is that peace will not come through war. That we have to understand. And if it's true that every war ends at the negotiation table, which is true, then why don't we start at the negotiation table? But there are elements today who are wanting to maintain their power. That's why we're becoming more fascist, more controlled. They're trying to control their money. It's not about people. It's not about, it's about keeping the money tied into the hands of those who want to manipulate. But it has to come to an end. It shall come to an end. It's written to come to an end. And we knew at this time, in, in our teachings, it's called Kali-Yu, which Kali means dark, Yu means the age. That we are in this time of this dark age. But what's so important now is our spiritual practice, keeping our energy high, uniting with each other. Our networking will be, will be on the cosmic level. And the more of us that are working towards and spreading a message of peace, I may not see it in my lifetime, but I pray that my children, their children, and their future generations shall inherit a world of peace. And I believe it shall come. So don't lose hope. You know, I like that word hopeless. It doesn't mean no hope. It means sometimes a little less, but never no hope. Right? So keep your practice strong. Be firm with who you are within yourself. Share what you have with others. Be inclusive to everyone. Spread a message of love and light to this earth. Because we don't know that one silent prayer that's uttered by, we don't know who may be that prayer that is most heard and most changed this world. And this world shall change. And those who are now bringing it closer to war to try to maintain their power over people shall come to an end. We just hope that they don't do such stupidity that, it, that millions and millions and millions will suffer so they can keep control of their resources. Right. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for your time. Well, I appreciate you. it. Thank God you for God bless coming. you, Matt, for your good work, and please keep in touch. Will do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.